This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. My name is Pastor Keon Henderson. Uh, thank you for tuning in again to our uh, social media broadcast, whether you're on Facebook or whether you're on YouTube. We thank you so much. And whatever state you're in, uh, or whatever, whatever country you're in, we've uh, looked at our numbers. I want to thank all of those of you uh, from Lagos, Nigeria, uh, from New York, from Atlanta, from Houston, and Abuja. You are our five biggest markets. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to you and thank you so much uh, for helping us to carry this gospel plow. Uh, I've got a tremendous set of guests today, all sons and daughters of the Lighthouse Church. Um, and last time we did this, uh, the women set this thing on fire. And I thought, well, if women are running for vice president and, and they're taking over companies and they're outnumbering or trying to almost outnumbering men in Congress, well, then I thought that we need to follow suit and make sure that our church uh, is a reflection of the values of society. And so we are outnumbered today. Yes, sir. It's just Pastor Torrance and I, we're on the anchor holding it down, but we understand if we're going to swim, we got to be uh, carried by these ladies in the middle. And to my right, I have uh, Minister Tony Senegal. To her right is Miss Karen Wiggins, and to her right is Miss Donzella Irvin. And of course, you all know Pastor Torrance Moore. Ladies, how are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good? So, you know, me and Pastor Torrance, we've already decided that we have nothing to say today Absolutely, uh, because the way y'all lit it up last time, you embarrassed us. Everybody came yes, online. They, they told us don't come back. They told us they didn't need us anymore. And uh, so we're just here just yeah. to let the church know that it got leadership still. Yeah, yeah. But all the intelligence is in the Because I almost gave my resignation letter to you. I oh, said, Reverend, if you I'm give yours, quit, I got to give mine. You can't quit. I'm a quit, gotta, man. <laughs> everybody doing okay, though? Doing you got good. a little daughter. How is uh, London? London is doing so good, growing, learning, trying this computer virtual learning. Oh, wow. How is that uh, in this age and time? Um, well, they know how to do it when they're watching YouTube, but not so happy when it's school. Yeah, my daughter told me, she said, Daddy, um, online, I fell asleep during class. Yeah. I said, oh, Lord. And, and, you know, it's so easy for them to get the answer because all they have to do is Google it. So yeah. we need this yeah. virus to go back to the pit of hell where it came from yes, so our children can get back <laughs> yes. uh, to a steady education. Yes, I know, Miss Donzella, you have your grandson yeah. with you. How, how was that? He said he's bored. He's Mama, bored. This is boring. It, it, that's all they say is boring. It's, yeah. it's boring. Ain't nothing to do. And yeah. we, like, ain't nothing ain't nothing, we can't do nothing with you. Nowhere to yeah. take you. Because I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know what to do either, but we're, we're going to get right into the Word of God. Uh, today, we're going to tackle Jeremiah 18. All right. All right. We're going to tackle Jeremiah 18, and I'm going to read it just so uh, those who are watching us will have it. Jeremiah 18, it says, the Word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, and it said, arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. That struck me, mm -hmm. because it looks as if hearing isn't automatic. Come on. Mm. He says, I will cause you to hear my word. And then he says, <clears throat> then I went down to the potter's house and I began. Now look at what happens here. He has to go. God causes him to hear. None of that happens until he goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He goes to the potter's house and he sees the potter working and God uh, is using that as a, a, a metaphor and the vessel is being made, but it was what? It was marred. Oh. That's one of those words that we use when you read the King James yes, Version. Sir. 
simply means mistaken, yeah. had a flaw. Like all of us, yeah. we're all yeah. clay vessels and we're all marred. And then he says, then I saw him throw it down and make it over again to something that seemed good to the potter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This text is like one of those churchy ones, right? Like yes, <clears throat> Bishop Jake's named his church what? Potter's, Potter's house. house. V. Michael McKay had a hot song. Some yeah, people might yeah. be too young for that. Uh, but V. Michael McKay, y'all remember that? Potter wants to put yes, you man. back together. together. I, I love that song. Yes, um, what insight, Ms. Donzella, do you have on this text? Because um, this is like a preacher's text. Yes, like this is, this is one of those theologically sound um, Old Testament, New Testament, shadows pointing forward, uh, mm -hmm. good text. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you read this, um, what jumps out at you as it relates to Jeremiah 18? The first, uh, the first verse, the Lord is telling him to go down. Then the second verse caught my attention when it said that the Lord told him to arise. He had to move out of the position he was in to go down. He couldn't stay where he was to see what God wanted to show him. And that kind of came back to some of the things I've heard you preach and teach on lately. To move, we got to move into the position that God wants us to move in. And then also came to my mind, he says, when you go down uh, and then when you get there, something about there. And I remember hearing uh, Pastor Olstein, the old gentleman that passed away, mm -hmm. there's a place called there. Yes. And you got to yes. go there. You can't stay where you are and get there mm. and hear what God wants to show you. Then, mm. and I don't want to go too much, but they, they just, this really moved my heart. You get there. And then, and then he says, when you get there, I will, as I say, I will cause, and the Holy Spirit have to open our eyes. We can look right at something. If the Lord don't reveal it, we can't see it. That's we can good. read the word That's of good. God and don't, don't see it till the next Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. Ooh, till awesome. see it the next time. Is that something? Been moment. reading it for years. Yeah. But if the potter don't show you that word, you cannot see what he's trying to reveal now, to you. Now you I'm just gonna, gonna set my soul on fire <laughs> because too. listen, Pastor Torrance, Lord, what she said is actually good enough not to move on. Yeah. That that the Lord had to reveal, had to, reveal yeah. to him. And then the Bible says that he also had to cause him to hear. Yeah. He had to cause, because faith comes by hearing, hearing, yeah. hearing by the word of God. Yes. God had to cause him to see. He had to cause him to hear. Mm -hmm. I have preached Jeremiah 18 mm -hmm. more times than I can count, but mm -hmm. I've never preached it the same. Because yeah. God calls me to see yeah. what he wanted me to see for that yeah. dispensation yeah. and yeah. calls me to hear yeah. what he wanted me to hear for that specific season. Karen, have you ever been in a situation where you've been in the same exact set, set of circumstances, maybe, maybe the same job, the same office, the same house, and God caused you to hear two different things? That's the first thing, or to see two different things. And what do you do when it seems as if God is confusing? Arise, go down. Yeah. Hear, listen, talk, don't talk. <laughs> what do you do when God seems to be confusing? Well, I take time to pray. I think I was in a similar situation about three years ago um, when I was transitioning from Nashville to Houston. And every time I change a city, 
historically, God has let me know the city I was going to. So I had a confidence of my next move. But when I moved to Houston, God did not tell me until the last minute. And so he had to break me in the same situation. And he said, I know what I did last season, but this season, the gift is not your God. And so you're going to have to depend on me. You're going to have to lean on me. You're, you're going to have to close your eyes and follow me. You need to hear me. You, you're, you're, last season was seeing, but this season is hearing. So, um, yes. yeah. Say a word. Mm. And let me tell you what you just did. You don't even know you did it. Uh, prior to uh, coming on stage today, we were all up here having a conversation. And mm. I had asked a question because Tony said, I asked her where she was originally from. She said she was from Arca. Texarkana. And I said, is there a place where you can stand and be in Texas and Arkansas at the same time? She said, yes, because when I heard that, I figured it had to be. And then I said, you know, there's another place that I've heard of where you can stand and see multiple states. Karen said, it's in Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. I then said, oh, Chattanooga is a beautiful place. Yeah. I said, and it is in driving distance to Nashville. I had no idea she was from Nashville. Wow. I had no idea that she had grew up close to Chattanooga. And sometimes, here's the point I'm making, sometimes God has you to stay in the place for a conversation you're going to have later. She, she knew about the place where you could stand and see seven different states. She knew about the Chattanooga choo-choo. She knew about all of that history. And there mm -hmm. is some conversation that is coming in the future of your life that will help you to understand why God had you in that place. He'll, he'll show you, and you won't know it. because. And we saw this in Jeremiah. Remember, Jeremiah 18, God says, go down to the potter's house. Yes, and Jeremiah has to witness clay being crushed and, and shaped and marred, but he doesn't know that there's a conversation that's going to take place in chapter 29 where God yes, says, sir. I have plans for you the whole yes, time. Yes, and sir. everything that we go through is a plan. Hallelujah. Tony, I, I have gotten to know you tremendously as a prayer minister here at our church. Uh, we always say, can't nobody pray like Tony. Listen, you know when Tony's praying in the church, yeah, we'll yeah. come out. Let me tell you what happens behind <laughs> your back, because I like to tell people what happens behind their back. So we'll be coming from the back. So we pray together before we come out. Yeah. Whenever it's your turn to pray, and we turn that corner, we say, that's Tony. Don't that's we say, Tony. that's Tony. Because you, you oh, pray yeah. fire right. down from heaven, and you have yeah. a certain vibrato in your yeah. voice mm -hmm. that comes. Can I ask you a question? Where does that passion for prayer come? Because I think faith comes by hearing. I think in order to pray to God, you have to hear from him. Amen. Where, where does that come from? Where do you channel that energy? That's a great question. Um, I would say um, twofold. One is pain. Ooh. My um, gifting of prayer, because there's a such thing as praying, but there's another thing as going into prayer. And so wow. what takes me into prayer is the pain I've been through. Help us wow. to understand, okay, I'm watching this, wow. and you just really snared my attention. There's a difference between praying mm -hmm. and going into prayer. Can you tell me what that well, is? Well, the Bible says that men are to always pray, so we can all pray. But mm -hmm. to actually go into prayer, to be an intercessor, you feel the weight, not only yeah, of what you're yeah. going through, but what's going on around you. Hallelujah. You go to Hallelujah. God on behalf of other people, and you still have whatever you've dealt with. But for me, <laughs> that passion is birth because I grew up insecure. Mm -hmm. I grew up looking to fit in. When I wasn't saved, I wasn't 
cool enough for the world. And then when I got saved, the church was so shocked that they weren't accepting. And so all my life has been a tug of war. And when I started getting into God's presence, he started showing me who I was in him. That place of prayer is my place of security. That's where I know who God is and also who he's created me to be. So pain and my relationship with God takes me into the place of prayer. I've never heard the distinction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I absolutely love that. Paul says in Romans 7, for we know that the law is spiritual, yeah. but I am carnal, yes. mm-hmm. sold under sin. Mm-hmm. For that which I do, yeah. I allow not. For what I do, that I do not. But what I hate, that yeah, I do. Look at the complexity of the clay. Yeah. Yes. Look how confused he is. Then he says, if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Mm -hmm. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, this is my favorite part, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would do, but the evil which I would not that I do. Now, if I do that, this yeah, is, yeah, just yeah, let yeah, me keep yeah. going. I would not. Is, it, it is That's no more that do it I, but sin See, that yeah. dwelleth in me. Mm-hmm. I am yeah. here to tell you today, yes, yes. and I'm talking to you specifically, um, and your husband is a testament to this, that you all praying for me and going into prayer for me is one yeah. of the reasons I'm here today. Yeah. I can remember over the past year having circumstances where I was warring against the enemy on my own and you and your husband would text me at a moment where I felt like I needed a prayer warrior. And there have been times, Pastor Torrance, yeah, yeah. where the devil was coming and I would text her and her husband, what the devil was trying to do, and she would gather all of the prayer prayer warriors. I'm here today because of prayer. And I didn't know that I'm not, I didn't know this until you said it today. I thought I was here because you were praying for me, but now I know it's because you went into prayer for me. And there's somebody out here watching right now, you better understand that you're getting ready to come out of what you're in because we are in prayer for you. We're going into the holies of holies. We're going beyond the veil. And I don't want to get too excited, but I, I just got the revelation. I thought, I thought it was because you prayed for me. I didn't know. I did not know it was because because you were going into prayer. As a matter of fact, while we're here right now, I go into prayer for you right now. I ask God to protect you from your enemies. I ask God to protect you from the accusation and the accuser of the brethren. I ask God to protect you from financial ruin. I ask God to take cancer out of your body. I pray right now that the Holy Spirit will come into your house. I pray that God will give your tongue the utterance of the Holy Ghost and that you might be able to pray until things change in the name of Jesus. There is something there is a difference. There's a difference. There is a difference between praying and going into prayer. And I am humble enough to know and humble enough to admit that you just taught me something. That you just taught me something. You taught me something. And that's the problem with some people is they don't understand. That it doesn't matter if I'm the pastor and and she's the prayer. I can learn from you. And if we understand that, we got to learn from one another. You're you're your brother's keeper. I did not know that there was a difference. I did not know he kept me. He kept me because somebody had went into prayer. In the tabernacle of the Most High God, he he calls it the secret place. Hallelujah. 
He hides you. He hides me in the secret place. That, no wonder you do have to go into prayer because that's why it's called a prayer closet. You, you got to go into prayer. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. I, I didn't mean to get that happy. I didn't mean to get that happy. You know, there's an old saying in the church that says, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Y'all have to forgive us, but we just got caught up in worship and you haven't even seen what happens at the end. I just wanted to pause right now to give you an opportunity to sow as you have reaped. God has been good to you. No matter how you cut it, no matter how you slice it, our God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory. I want you to consider sowing a seed right now. I want you to consider blessing the house. Not that we would be enriched, but there would be meat in the house so that we can continue to do the work of Jesus Christ. We're feeding people all over our area, all over our city, and, and all over our state, and we're still uh, doing those things that God has called us to do. We have not stopped because our economy is halted. We're still doing everything that God has called us to do, and we need you to do it. Listen, every amount that you give helps. I don't want you to believe that your gift has to be enormous to be effective. When we all do small things, Solomon said wealth is built little by little. When we all do small things or do what we can do, it makes the whole bigger. So I implore you to make sure that you are sowing. I want you to understand that all of the instructions are coming up on the screen right now. You're going to be able to see exactly how to do it, whether you're mailing it in or whether you're giving online or whether you're giving through the app. You can do all of that. And if you are a member of our Lighthouse 2.0 community, you can give through Givelify. I love all of you all. Now, I have to get out of the way because I cannot stand in between you and what happens next. Check this out. There's a difference between praying and going into prayer. And going into it. Pastor Torrance, like what the... I know we're supposed to be talking about Jeremiah, but did, did that... It, it struck a nerve, right? No, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, that, that, that struck a nerve with me because going into prayer, see, you, you have to feel the weight and the burden of even the one you're praying for. Why are you hold yours? Why are you holding yours? That's, that takes the Holy Ghost, right? Come on, come on. That takes the Holy Spirit because holding your, your issue is, is heavy enough. To hold the burden of someone else, that takes the power of the Holy Ghost. And, when, if, and if you don't go into prayer to, to be able to maneuver in that type of setting, you'll be crushed underneath of the burden that you carry. Hallelujah. That's the only way I know I'm here. That's the only way I know I'm here. Pastor Torrance, then, okay, Jeremiah's going to the potter's house. Yes, sir. And the Lord has to cause him to hear. Now, Ms. Donzella, now I know why he had to cause him to hear. Because all he had was the complaints. Hallelujah. And the idolatry and the pain of everything that Israel was going through. So he goes to the potter's house. He's carrying this burden. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And God is sending him down there to show him what he'll do with yes, a burden. Hallelujah. He, he has to go, and God has to cause him to hear. Have you ever been in a situation, you a minister, you a preacher, you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Look in that camera and tell, because all of them don't have what you have. Some of them just met God. Some of them just met the Lord, and, and they've got so many people telling them negative things about the Bible and the Scripture, they don't know what to believe. What do you say to the person who is not perfect, what can God do with them? He can pick you up and make you over again. Yes. He'll make you over again, but you got to rest on him. You got to stay on the potter's wheel. 
Don't yes. give up. And the Holy Ghost brought to me as I was coming here. He said, make sure you recognize what the part of what the wheel is. Recognize that you're on a wheel. If you don't recognize on a wheel, you're going to be grumbling and murmuring and complaining, and yeah, the Holy yeah, Ghost yeah, can't yeah, help yeah, you. Yeah. You know, you got to relax on that wheel. Let God do what we want to do. And, you know, you got to know, I'm going through. You know, hear the old saints say, I'm going, I'm going through. They knew they were going through. So when you know you're going through out there, relax on the wheel and let God make you over again. Don't fight the wheel. Because the wheel is there for your good. Yes, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Pastor. Let me answer this, Rep. Because it was something about that, Jeremiah. When he went down there, you say he was carrying the burden. And the whole time he had been hearing, right? He'd been hearing. He goes down to the potter's house. And then he begins to see. Do you feel like there was a shift from the hearing season to the seeing season. Oh, you just gave me something. Hallelujah, God, yes, because sir. he was hearing, and then when he got down there, the Bible says, I saw the potter working. So oh, that means he yeah. went down there hearing yeah. the complaints. Hearing the complaints. And then he went down there and saw God holding the clay. Yes. And, and I think that, because God, God told him to go. He said, you go down go. to the potter's house. I yeah. got some down there I yeah. want you to see. Yeah. Karen, have you ever been in a situation where God called you from your comfort? Yeah to go see something that was Ooh. uncomfortable. The sea Hello? Yes. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Oh my God, when God first called me to minister, I thought it was the, an unwise decision for God to call somebody like me to minister. I didn't look like a minister. I didn't feel like ministering. I don't like talking to people like that. Like what God, what were you thinking? But God has a plan for your life. Like God had a plan for my life and it was right the whole time. So the longer we frustrate God, the longer we fight the process, the longer we bloody the altar, we delay Ooh. our destiny. Say and it. God is ready to shift us. God is ready to shift us. And sometimes we feel like we are the, the clay on the, the potter's wheel, but you have to know that his hands is around you. His Ooh. hand is protecting you. He's protecting the scarred thing. He's protecting the marred thing. Say he won't that. let Say people uh, get close to the thing that's um, your, part of your shame or part of your history that um, you're not pleased with. God will cover you and he will not let you collapse on the wheel and he will not let you break apart on the wheel. He is on, he has your, he is in your, you are in his hands and he's got you covered and you will not lose if you stay on the wheel. But as long as you fight the process, as long as you get stiff in the process, you're going to belabor that thing and you're going to sit there because he's sovereign. That's the whole point of this scripture that God is a sovereign God. And he's going to get what he wants yeah. out of it and when he That's wants it. out of it. And if you're going to delay the process, you're just going to sit there and sit there until you're ready. Sit there until you're broken. Sit there until you meet the point of frustration. Sit there until you meet your breaking point. But I am ready, God. Yes. I am yes. malleable. Yes. I am yes. in yes. your hands. Yes. I don't want to waste another moment. I don't want to waste another day. And if it was not my expectation... I'll still go. I'll, I'll lose if it means you will win. That's good. <laughs> say a word. Hallelujah. I feel like running that, in you remember it. she said you have to stay, you have to stay pliable yeah. because yeah. when that clay gets too hard, that powder goes and gets some water and puts it on there. And, and is it not a thing that the word of God the word is, the, is the water? It's the water. And every time you get a little brittle, you just add a little word to it and God will keep on. But see, you said something. I'm looking at that wheel. And I'm looking at God's hands, Tony, a, around it. Yeah. And I see him, whether, whatever it is, if it's a plate, I see him shaping it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and Karen talked about fighting that wheel. Mm -hmm. yeah. But see, what happens, what if, if God takes his hand off the clay and the wheel keeps spinning, the wheel will throw the clay away. 
So yeah. the reason why you see God ordering your steps you, is so that you don't die in the spin cycle. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so that life doesn't dislodge you from the center. Woo. So he just keeps his hand around you. And it's a gentle touch. Yeah. It's yeah. a gentle touch. Because yeah. if he touches you too hard, it'll, yeah. it'll disfigure you. Uh-huh. And then this is what I like, Tony, as we finish this up. The Bible says that he noticed that it was unperfect. Yeah. Mm. Mm. He noticed it was unperfect. Mm. And he threw it down. Mm. <laughs> Pastor Torrance, he could have threw it away. He could Thank have, you, man. Lord. But he didn't. He threw it down. That's grace and mercy right there. Thank you. Tony, what do you say to the people? Because mm. there's so many people who have dis and unproperly defined our God yeah. to his children. Mm. Can you tell them what kind of God we serve? He, he, he won't just throw you away. He'll, yeah. he'll pick you up anew and give you another opportunity. Tell them about the grace yeah. of God. Yeah, and I do see grace in this for all of us. People would think it's just about punishment and it's just about chastisement, but his sovereignty is he could have thrown us away, but he makes a choice to keep us in his hands. And so no matter where you are, if you're in his hands, even if it hurts, if you're in his hands, it's going to work out for your good. Even if you're going through, if you're in his hands, even if you get too hard and he does have to allow us to crack, then you're going to be broken on purpose. We were created for the glory of God. Everything about us is to reflect his glory. So any scar that he allows for people to see is because he's going to get glory from that tough place. You are looking at the least likely person to carry the word of God. But because my mama and grandma prayed, because Jeremiah says, before I knew you, I formed you in your mother's womb. And I called you because of the call when I was out doing my thing, because of the call when I did not want to serve him, because of the call when I knew church and I did not know God, because his hands were still on me. I was broken on purpose. And I can sit here today to tell you he's love, he's grace, he's redemption. He'll go to the club with you. So you don't get shot yeah. up in oh, it because he sees you on down the road. Know that that is the God that yeah. we serve. And I sit as a testimony and a living witness. God's grace and mercy is for you. And even if he has to hurt us in it, he will get glory out of your life. If you allow him to keep his hands on you, Hallelujah. he'll do it. Hallelujah. Lord, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't have nothing to say, Rev. Reverend, I ain't got nothing to say either. Uh, Ms. Donzella, you got something? You know, I was thinking, the thing that the Lord brought to me was this, that uh, uh, I, I took art in school. So a good artist knows, the, when, before he creates something, he, he knows the material. You know, I'm not going to paint on watercolor if I'm planning to make an oil painting. So if I'm going to make a, if I'm going to deal with clay, I know the, I know what that clay is all about. It's propensities. And so before the Lord even put us on the wheel and even like he said, he, before the foundation of the world, he created us. So he knew what we were like. He had a blueprint way back then. So he was not surprised and shocked when he put us on the wheel and we cracked and we messed and we were, we were marred. We couldn't fit and we couldn't do what God wanted us to do. What his original plan was that Adam messed up. We're going to get off onto that. Okay. So Adam, he said, so I know I'm going to have to make something else anew, you see, and I, and, I'm going, and then I'm going to need Jesus Christ. I'm going to need the spirit man. I'm going, to, I'm, going to take, I'm going to throw this away, and I'm going to give it a spirit, a heart like mine, and throw away that old heart. But you know, God is good. So, so the Lord blessed me to see that, that he said, I already knew that that flesh, what I was making it out of, it was, it was no good. It was faulty. 
Mm. It was faulty when I started. Yes. But I still loved it. I still was going to make something. Adam messed it up, but I'm going to still make a purpose out of it. So when, and then when Adam messed up, I got me another. So what did he say? I, I looked for a man and I couldn't find none, so I used myself. Use myself. I came myself. Okay, so then I can pick him up myself and make him a new vessel. And he then, put his spirit in us, and now we got a heart yeah. of flesh and not a heart of clay. Go ahead, amen. And then you so so the first Adam messes it up. Yes, it is. Second Adam comes and cleans it up. He cleans it up. And, and, and he doesn't throw us away. He throws us down Ooh, and he crushes yes. us because, Karen, yes, yes. he has a predetermined yes. plan. Karen, you said the same thing I said when he called me. They laughed. I knew what you meant. I said, God, you call in me mm -hmm. to do this? Mm -hmm. I, I'm, not, I'm not the worst person in the world. But my expectations for the person who gets to stand here yeah. Yeah. is yeah. different yeah. than how I view myself. Come on now, yeah. Jesus. I'm marred. Jesus. I'm broken. Yeah. I'm imperfect. Yeah. But he's calling the clay. Your testimony is for somebody in Chattanooga, Nashville, Memphis, for somebody in Louisville. For somebody in Evansville, right in that area where you're from, for them to know, he's calling the clay. He's calling the clay. Up here, five vessels of clay. Of clay. Imperfect. Oh, wretched man that I am. Jesus, come on now. Who shall deliver me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From this body of sin. Oh my God. Hallelujah. And he's still yes, calling. You are not beyond God's redemption. Yes. You? Glory to God. He's got a strategy for the yes. unperfect. Whether you're from a foreign land like Karen, birth in pain like Tony, a matriarch of a family like Ms. Donzella, our two faulty ministers like Pastor Torrance and myself, this proves yeah. that he has a strategy, has a strategy. for you. Yes. Mm. Yes. Don't you ever Glory think that you're beyond the redemption of Jesus. Glory to God. He will throw you down, but he will not throw you away. Thank you. God bless you. We love you. Hold your head up because God's got a strategy for you. Till we meet again, God bless you.